Hey, you're checking out this year's top 10 most downloaded episodes, and this one focuses on Kristen Jekalek, who came on the show to talk about the value of video marketing. It's a topic that scares many business owners, and it's why this episode was so valuable to so many people. Stay tuned and make sure you check out the remaining episodes as they release over the holiday break. Enjoy, and here's the episode. See ya. Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Kristen Jekalek, who's the owner of Value Video Marketing. And one of the things I love about today's episode is how relevant it is to growing your business. You probably know how important video marketing is for your business, but but you've probably been wondering how to actually do it or how do I get over that hump of actually creating valuable content via video that stands out to my customers and gets them clicking on my website, checking out my offer and seeing what I'm doing. I loved this episode with Kristen. You're going to enjoy it. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. We're coming back with another PodMax event. And you know how much I love PodMax because we have so many incredible guests who get to come on the podcast and share, frankly, like the most incredible expertise that is going to help you grow your business. One of those guests is joining me today. She's an incredible person. Her name's Kristen Jekalek. She runs Value Video Marketing Agency. And here's the deal. This is the episode that's probably going to put push you a little bit because you and I both know how uncomfortable it can be to get in front of camera, in front of a camera and share your value to your customers. But she's going to be talking today about how powerful video marketing can be and what you need to do to jump in on this and grow your business. Kristen, I am so excited to have you here today. Blink, thanks so much for having me. I love PodMax. This is my second time on it and I love the people it connects me with. So I'm so glad to be doing this with you today. Well, I'm excited as well. And I, I've I've never had a bad guest through Podmax. And that's not to like be foreboding like you better be good. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's such a valuable uh event. And and I gotta tell you, you and I were talking a little bit before I hit record. I really love what you do because this is something that uh, I have felt uncomfortable with video. I talked to so many business owners who were just like do I really have to do that? I mean, can I just, you know, I, I don't really want to, or they're like the one and done, like they do like the one video and they're like, yeah, I did it. Uh, and then they never do another one. So I, I think what you're going to share today is really going to be powerful for my listeners. You know, video is one of those things where like everyone has the technology, everyone has the ability to make video already. It couldn't be simpler and easier to just get started, but there's so much internal resistance to doing it. Well, I've, I've met people who even I, I, like even me, I feel like I'm a relatively confident person. And there's even times where I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like, I, is this the right backdrop? Is this like, what, like, 
And then there's other times where I'm just like, whatever, I'm just going to post it. I'm just going to do it. But that internal resistance, it feels like it's so common across all entrepreneurs, not just certain like personality types. You know, it's a little bit like taking a really long, hard stare in a mirror. You start to notice all these little things about yourself that you don't normally pay attention to because you're thinking that everyone else is going to start critiquing you as hard as you're critiquing yourself. But the truth is, you know, unless you have like a booger hanging out of your nose, like people aren't going to judge you for putting videos out. They're going to see what you're doing. And if it's relevant to them, they're going to listen. And you know what? When you have video content out there over images or or text, they're going to spend more time getting to know you and your content. Well, the way I've heard someone describe it to me is if, if you've always been really good connecting with people, you know, we live in a digital world, especially now via COVID, uh, why would you then deny people the ability to still have that sort of personal, you know, connection? Uh, so I definitely agree with you. I can definitely, and I've seen it happen myself, but um, I think you're right though. We, we live in a culture where, I mean, everyone has access to like an iPhone or a smartphone where you can take a video. It, it almost feels like sometimes we, we put too many, I don't know if restrictions is the right word, but like it has to be a certain way or it has to like the lighting has to be right. And um, all these things maybe we put on ourselves to keep us from just actually jumping in. Uh, has that been your experience of what people have maybe mentioned to you? Uh, it's what people have mentioned to me and also what I myself have experienced <laughs> over the years. I started making video content for businesses back in 2012. So I've been doing this a very long time. Wow. And I have some old footage of me like holding my camera up in the kitchen with like just crap on the fridge behind me, bad Man. lighting, it's shaky. The one day I decided to wear like a tube top to film some video for some reason. So like from shoulders up, I looked naked, which oh. like <laughs> number one rule when you're trying to look professional is don't look naked. I got so many clicks <laughs> that day. I don't know why. <laughs> I never even posted that one. Thank okay. God. <laughs> well, you know, so, so help me, help me understand this balance here. Cause, because I, I saw a, um, you know, quote influencer on, I use LinkedIn a lot. And she was saying, hey, stop putting out crappy videos. You need to put a lot of work into it. You got to, here's all the things that I do. And, and, and see, I, and for people who can't see Kristen right now, she's saying, no, that's, that's not good advice. And I, I think I'm with you here because it almost feels like there's more power in consistency of just, of just getting it out there and making, and, and obviously, you know, not looking naked on the camera, but, <laughs> you know, help me help, help our listeners. What's, what is the balance here between, you know, um, quality, I guess, and consistently showing up every day. You know, you talked about making human connection happen again over video, if that's the best that we can do, which for most of us right now, that really is the best we can do. So it's all about recreating that connection and highly produced videos have a place and there's absolutely a need for those. But when you're trying to connect directly with your audience and you're trying to do it consistently, that production that pressure of that level of like, I need to look this way. I need to sound this way gets in the way of actually putting out content and actually prevents people from hearing your message. You're actually doing your audience a disservice when you are not on video. So don't feel like you have to be as charismatic as Gary Vee, but he's also the king of just like, let's just fire up my cell phone and just mm -hmm. record some video and the lighting's not amazing and the background, no one is thinking about it, but people love his videos Anyway, and there are business owners out there who have their products in Whole Foods who produce video content for their Instagram that 
they they don't they don't even do like the basics of good lighting or anything. Like they don't do good food photography of their products, but they're putting them out there consistently multiple times a week and people are loving it for the recipe ideas. Regardless of the low production value, the content, the message that's being shared is relevant and powerful and it feels so authentic. That's the big thing is we 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 are trying to get rid of authenticity in favor of all this like professional polish. And A, it's not what people want. And B, like just, just give people a little more of yourself. And as you improve your video over time, people will notice that too and respect you for starting off before you were perfect. Yeah, and it feels like there is this, um, I guess this counteractive effect where you make it too polished, where people are, it almost feels, um, I guess, disingenuous is kind of what you're implying. And I've seen that too, where it almost feels even for like a, a one person shop, it almost feels corporate esque when you put too much, uh, you know, sheen and shine on it on the same token. It feels like when we should put a little effort in, uh, I was talking to a guy who was, we were looking at some of his video content and it was in his kitchen and you know, you have like the camera, like the up the nose angle, like where the camera's like down on the table and he's like talking <laughs> down, you see like the fat chin or whatever, or the double chin. And, uh, he has like a box of cereal behind him. That's like, it's opened and like the plastic interior is like pull it. You can tell he like reached in and like pulled his hand out. <laughs> and I was like, we, we can, you could, know, we can have like a, maybe a, you know, the kitchen's like trash. I mean, it's totally dirty. And he's talking about his videos all about like growing, uh, uh, people's web presence. And I was like, you know, for people to have some sort of sense of credibility in you, maybe not the kitchen, maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe like just a wall somewhere would be a good starting point. So it feels like that's maybe like the balance there is, you know, at least be a little professional, but don't stress about it, I guess, too much. It, it goes it goes back again to human connection. Like if you had that business prospect there in your kitchen with you, what would you want your kitchen to look like? What would you do? What cleanup would you do before they physically came into your home? Do that before you get on video, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, and it. and like the whole like no up the nose thing, you wouldn't have someone talking to you like when you're like this far up above them and have yeah. them look over your nose unless, <laughs> you know, you're ridiculously tall or something. Right. But just, you know, get that camera like at a height that makes it feel conversational for the person watching. Right. Make contact with the camera so that they get an experience of eye contact. And it's also just psychologically more engaging when you feel like you get to make eye contact with somebody. It's really about replicating as much of that in-person experience as you can. And that's what lighting and great audio do. Like this microphone, it just makes it my voice sound more natural like it would sound if you were here with me. This lighting helps you see me like mm -hmm. you would see me if, if we were there together in person. Without the lighting, I'm going to be fuzzy and grainy, which isn't what would actually happen in person. So it's just really about replicating as much of that as you can. How much of your conversations with not just your customers, but people who are, they want to know more about video, how much of your conversations are around, um, and I don't know what to call this in the sense of like, almost like getting over yourself or getting over your hesitation or your insecurity rather, because there's plenty of people who really believe in their business, but but that resistance, that, that awkwardness of, ah, I, I don't know, like how much do you find yourself actually coaching and pushing people to, hey, you got to just do it. You got to just get over it. Because like I had, for example, I had a, a business I was working with where the guy really wanted to show up on LinkedIn every day. And he was like, I'm going to do a video a month. And I was like, okay, that's totally insignificant. Like no one's going to remember that. Like you need to show up every week at the minimum. And he said, well, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. It's, 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 I don't enjoy that. I don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, but 
but <laughs> there's got to be like, there's got to be something here beyond like, you just don't want to, or you're not comfortable with it. What, what do you tell people who just don't feel comfortable? They don't, maybe it's like disbelief or insecurity or what have you. How do you coach them and push them to um, show up every day? So there's two different ways I'll approach that depending on the person. The first way I want to approach it every time is, well, what was the last thing that you knew was good for you and you didn't want to do it and you put it off and you put it off. And then one day you just freaking did it. And you're like, holy cow, that wasn't as bad as I thought. And holy cow, this is great. I need to do this more often. Video is one of those things you just have to make yourself do it. You're going to get better with practice. It's like saying, it's like saying, well, I'm not good at running marathons, but you don't train to run marathons. Like, of course, you're not good. You just need to go train on video and just go do it. And the other way I approach that is like, okay, well, how can we start small? Can you do like a screen grab, like a demo walkthrough, like of a presentation or your software or whatever, and have your face like this big in the corner? Can we start there? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. The baby steps. And I've even seen people who are using video for like their cold outreach, uh, like in like the LinkedIn DMs or what have you. And uh, now it's getting to the point where a lot of people are doing it, where I'm actually scrolling past it a little bit more than I was previously. But I remember like the first time someone did like the, hey, you know, and they had like, mm -hmm. I think they had like my name on a piece of paper, like, hey, Blake or something. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it definitely feels like it can cause you to stand out amongst all the noise that's out there as well. It's absolutely eye-catching because A, hardly anyone else is doing it. And B, they're getting to experience a person. Mm. They don't have to like make up what your voice sounds like or what your mannerisms are like, or do you have a Southern accent or like a New York City <laughs> accent or like, you right. know, like, is your hair, are you blonde or, you know, like, like you kind of have to make up a person in your head whenever you're just reading an email, a cold email for outreach, especially, which is a lot of what these, a lot of these videos are used for. Um, you have that person, you know, who you're talking to mm -hmm. and that becomes so memorable. You know, Kristen, one of the things that's so enjoyable, about, enjoyable about a guest like yourself is you mentioned you've been doing this since 2012 and there's, there's always something really special about having a guest on who's doing something that today everyone's like, oh my gosh, you got to do this, but they, they were already doing it, you know, almost a decade ago. And so tell me a little bit, I want to know a little bit about your origin story, because obviously you picked up on something that is now it's, it's become so uh, critical in standing out and growing your business. Tell me a little bit, let's go back to 2012. How, how did you even think about getting into video? What made you get into video? What made you do it? I'd love to hear more. Yeah, so that's going back quite a ways. So at the time, um, I was I was new on my entrepreneurial journey. I had uh, my first two businesses started at the time. I had one that was myself, one that was a partnership, and um, the first business I had was actually an app I was selling in the app store, and um, that that launched January first, two thousand eleven, and they didn't even have the ability to add videos to your app. Um, description, your app profile at that point. So later on, they added video and I was like, okay, well, clearly I need to do this to get more visibility. It was just about the need to create some video content to keep my product visible and, and selling. Um, and then thereafter, the partnership that we created, it was actually a recipe blog. So I was like, okay, well, clearly I need to start doing some recipe videos and some, some food tips and things like that. And like, I tried writing about those things and doing all the photography and I take forever to write a blog post. I take forever to figure out photography. I was like, this is so inefficient 
for me, and I think for many, many people, if you just get yourself on video, it is a faster way to create content. Once you have your gear and your systems in place and you have that like comfort level in place there, it can just like fly. You can get, I used to film 30 pieces of content in a weekend. Wow. (laughs) There was a 90 day period where I posted a video every single day and I could do that one weekend a month. I now, couldn't do that I, writing blogs. I mean, would, would you do like uh, a video and then like go change outfits or like, do you do it all in the same outfit or like, what is it? Give Help help us know like the logistics here a little bit. Okay. We have to have the outfit conversation. This is an important one. So I would change outfits every like so many videos. I'd have like four or five outfits lined up for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was important. Last, last year I was doing a lot of videos. I was posting videos twice a week. And I had tried to streamline it, make it as simple as possible. So I just wore the same thing every time. I had this like white shirt with this black background. It was super eye-catching online. But I kept getting the feedback that people were like, well, I don't know if this is a new video or an old video. So like you do have to think about your outfits a little bit at least. <laughs> you have to have some visual indicator that it's a new video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. And, and but but you just mentioned something that I think is really powerful. And it's, and you also said it earlier too, getting your processes down because something else, this isn't just, isn't just with video. I think it's with social media in general is that a lot of entrepreneurs are getting burned out in the content creation game and even getting away. We're not talking about influencers. We're not talking about like your clicks or followers. We're talking about creating a, a brand presence that is consistent. So one of the things I hear often is, oh man, every day, just having to produce something's really exhausting. You mentioned something though that I think is really smart in the in the entrepreneurial world, and it's it's producing content either in batches or producing content. And Gary Vee's really really into this, producing content that you can like a sponge, you know, wring dry and use many times over many different places. But you just said it yourself. You you weren't every day. Okay, what am I going to film today? But in a single day over the weekend, you're producing 30 days worth of content, uh, or maybe you said 90 days, I can't remember, but you're doing it all in that single day. Talk to us a little bit about developing your process and kind of getting getting your hands around that, because I think that's really valuable for our listeners. So when it comes to developing a process for video, I recommend to all my training clients to do batch filming. I even have like this, this um, little like worksheet about how to plan your batch videos and how to go about doing that process. So it's effective and super efficient for you. You know, you could set aside a half of a day once every couple of weeks or once a month and have your content filmed for an entire month. Like that sounds like a dream for a lot of entrepreneurs being able to batch your, your content like that. So it comes down to understanding like, okay, what, what are my goals for these videos? You're going to want to, you don't want to process right out of the gate. You want to play a little bit and just kind of discover how you like to be on video, what feels natural for you, what kind of topics, how long should your videos be? Are you going to have any editing in your videos or not? I recommend people don't do any editing to get started. Just turn that, that camera advice. on, record it, record it, record it, pre- rehearse, rehearse, rehearse until you have one take that you can just post that's what I recommend to get started. So for that process, it's really just brainstorm your topics, niche down each video topic to one teeny tiny itty bitty idea, and then have a structure for how you're going to share that information and not just share info, but share impact, which is how you're going to make someone act on that info. You got to have that in your video. 
once you have that framework, you can sit down. And uh, I don't recommend people write scripts. I don't recommend people use teleprompters. I recommend you talk about something you know so well that you can have a few bullet points. You can rehearse for maybe 15 or 20 minutes and then get that like one to three minute video just filmed and ready to post. All right. And then if you don't have any, any editing to do, like once you've filmed, it's literally just about maybe go into like Canva, create a thumbnail. If you're going to post to YouTube, create a thumbnail. If you're going to post to IGTV, um, create a thumbnail. If you're going to post to LinkedIn or something like that. And then one crucial part people don't do, but I would recommend for anyone posting video is go get captions made. You can go to rev.com. It's like a dollar a minute to get captions made. You'll have your SRT captions file to upload to any platform that accepts video. You can even have your captions burned in. That's the one step of like editing I would really add to a system early on because with captions, people with the sound on and with sound off now have the opportunity to benefit from your video while still experiencing you speaking. Mm -hmm. And there really are a, not just rev.com, there's a few different options out there where people can even get it auto-generated and very easily put on there with very little editing. Uh, now, I interrupted your story a little bit and totally segued us. I want to go back. So you were... And it's, it's always interesting to me, people who on their entrepreneurial journey, their business idea came out of a problem they themselves were having. And so you were realizing you needed more video visibility. Walk me through how you got to the point of, okay, actually, I think I want to offer this to people. I think I want to, because obviously you had your own quirks to work through, like your naked video, for example. (laughs) And uh, I don't know what we're calling it, but I'm just going to call it that. Uh, You had your own quirks to work through and like, oh, that was awkward. That was weird. I need to change this. But when did you get to the point when you were like, okay, this is something... Because I think it's, it's there's something interesting there about you saw, okay, I don't just need this. Other people are going to need this, whether they know it or not, right? Like I had a friend of mine who was doing like a web design business back in like 2002. People were like, why do I need this? Why do I need a website? So you probably had people who were like, why do I need video? Like, well, tell me again what's going on here. Talk me through the creation of the, bid- the business, how value video sort of came to life uh, and how you started to really get out there and start getting people on this video content game. Well, Blake, it all comes down to the pandemic, as so many things do. (laughs) I was actually launching a different business late 2019, early 2020. Um, It was based on a lot of in-person events and like in-person networking. Pandemic happened. And all of those in-person events evaporated overnight. Like I've been using um, like video conferencing for work since 2008. Like that is something totally natural and cool. And like, that's easy for me to do. Right. But all these event hosts had never done something like that. So even though I tried to like get them on board, like, hey, let's just move it to Zoom, like before anybody knew what Zoom was, it was just too overwhelming for people at the time. It was too much for them to process and handle, which I totally understand. So I was like, all right, well, I've got to start marketing myself online and I've got to move what I'm doing to an online format. And I was like, okay, well, it's time to start making marketing videos again. Cause I'd been really working on marketing videos consistently um, since 2012. I've bought all the gear, bought the stuff I didn't need, bought the stuff that broke, bought the stuff that wasn't the right thing for my application. And like, I've been through all that and I have it all super streamlined. So like you can actually see for anyone who's watching video, like behind me here where my TV is, I had a setup like right next to my TV um, with a big background and great lighting and everything. And, And I just started producing marketing videos and releasing those twice a week on LinkedIn. And 
pretty quickly, I had business owners way more interested in my videos. They were like, you look amazing. Who are you paying to do these videos? Like, I'm like, I'm doing everything myself, like in my living room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it became really a really clear pivot, thankfully, during the pandemic to yeah. start offering video to people. So value video marketing does two things. On one hand, we have done for you SEO optimized video content, simply delivered. So you can post it weekly. And on the other hand, there's also simple video training, which is helping professionals look more professional wherever they are on video. Well, this stuff is so crucial. Anyone who's been, who's listening right now, who's thinking about, okay, I want to jump into the video game, but I don't know how, uh, valuevideo.marketing. Talk to Kristen. She's going to help you make it happen. Kristen, I want to talk a little bit more about this pivot of yours. It's interesting, and this isn't to discount uh, your own entrepreneurial prowess at all, but it's interesting how like these businesses seem to come together out of um, fortune or misfortune, right? And you mentioned how you were sort of just doing video, and now all of a sudden people are like, hey, I think I, I, think I need that because of COVID. Uh, and I remember for me, I, I do a little bit of like management consulting and I had produced content on like managing remote employees like a year or two ago. Well, people started finding this article wow. and finding this video kind of being like, hey, I need help managing remote employees. And it's just it's just through coincidence. It was just through, you know, for better or worse, COVID that got people funneling towards me. How much do you think timing and or luck plays into... Hmm the business journey, the entrepreneurial journey? All right. So I personally believe that everyone who is successful has some element of luck at somewhere along the road. There was some connection that got made. They had some inspired idea. Like, you know, I have a question actually really quickly that, that video, I'm sorry, that, that content that's bringing people to you, was that SEO optimized content or was that just a random blog post you wrote? I think it was random. I, I don't, I don't remember, honestly. See, there's a little bit of luck there. You weren't even SEO optimized and you were like getting content. Oh, I think there was a lot of luck there. And I, you. you know, what's funny is I also had talked, I had presented to a company on, again, just randomly on managing remote employees and they called me back. I mean, it had, it had been months and they were like, we need you to come back and talk more about this. And it was like a random seg segue point in a slide of a bigger PowerPoint. Um, and so, yeah, just total, just total luck. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. Yeah. I mean, the, the entrepreneurs I know, virtually all of them have some elements of luck. However, it is by no means just luck. You know, there is always the hard work and the vision to take advantage of the opportunity presented. You have to be ready you know, you can you can have something lucky happen, but if you aren't positioned to accept whatever's flowing your way and you aren't positioned to work hard on it and turn it into something bigger, that luck just turns into some happenstance, right? So it's it's really about it's a combination of of, of I think always allowing for that gratitude for the luck that does come your way. And if you feel like you aren't lucky, Sometimes you just got to keep working hard until that luck comes your way. That's absolutely part of it. Yeah. And, and you mentioned about being positioned to take advantage of it. W what do we mean by that? Are we talking about like cash flow? Are we talking about like having the opportunity to say yes to it? I mean, what, what does that positioning mean for the average business owner? You know, I think it really comes down to being ready to receive the types of opportunities you want. Like right now, if I got the opportunity 
to um, be featured on some parenting blog, like the world's largest parenting blog with a million weekly viewers, um, that actually probably wouldn't be a great opportunity for me, even if there was some element of like luck in that, like that probably wouldn't help me advance my business too far. You know, you have to be open for the right opportunities for you. Now, if, if I got the opportunity to like suddenly be featured on Gary V's blog, like that's probably a lot of my audience right there. That'd probably be a great opportunity for me, you know, being, being ready to accept something your way. Um, of course it comes down to finances. It comes down to health. It comes down to your total load of responsibilities internally and externally. Um, but it comes down to like knowing what you want to be ready for, what you want to receive and making sure that that is there for you whenever that luck happens. It almost feels like too being open-minded to how you might need to pivot your business. Like you mentioned, like the in-person network and you, you saw the pivot and you made the pivot happened, uh, happen. But I also I remember talking to a business owner who did uh, also in-person events and we got on a Zoom call and we were talking about his business and he said, this, this thing can only exist in person. Mm. And I said, you're, you're going to have to find a way to make it work online. He's like, it, it can't work online. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I remember walking away from that conversation thinking that resistance to it has to be this way and I can't do it any other way. I am, I'm certain it was costing him growth of his company. So it, it feels like this open-mindedness to, okay, it may not look the way I wanted it to. It may be a little bit different. It feels like that plays a little bit of a role as well. Yeah. I, there's an element of problem solving there. Pro how you problem solve and how you make decisions is crucial. Like I, I feel lucky that I learned problem solving from a scientific perspective because it taught me to like, not just look at the problem. It taught me to study the problem It taught me to understand what are the boundary conditions? Um, what are assumptions that I'm making about the problem? What are the most important elements of this problem? Like what's really critical? What am I assuming is critical? Can we test those assumptions? And then it helps you find areas you can explore new opportunities for that issue. And, it, you know, it's from that kind of problem-solving perspective that people find new innovative solutions to do things. Well, and I think what I'm hearing from you too is what what your first perception is may not actually be reality. And so getting, being willing to step back and test it and actually think about this. Um, Cause you, you know, we've talked to, there's so many entrepreneurs out there who say like, Hey, this is what's going on in my business or here's what the issue is. And as an unbiased person, you're kind of like, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't quite line up or add up. And so this willingness to sort of step back and really think that through and make sure that the data you have isn't, isn't tainted to your own perspective. It sounds like really great advice that you're giving. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a lot of personal development. I think like what we're talking about is really working on yourself, exploring your shortcomings, exploring your strengths, exploring how open or closed minded you are and being willing to challenge those assumptions that you have in place. Anything that's holding you back, being willing to look at it with an open critical eye and then seeking out feedback on new ways to look at this thing. And I think that's a key insight is there's a really great book in the startup world called Passing the Mom Test. 
And it's all about if you're going to grow as a business, you need to stop asking your mom what she thinks about your business because everyone's mom is like, oh yeah, you're great. You're doing the right thing. Of course, you just keep doing I have no customers. Well, they're crazy. You know, they're you're gonna they're, they're gonna discover you soon. Well, so you just said it, this this concept of like seeking unbiased feedback. How does someone do that really well in today's virtual world? Oh man, that is a hard question to answer because we have so many gurus marketing themselves to us right now. And we have so many messages. I mean, like any message you can conceive of in business, somebody is selling that message mm. to you somehow, somewhere, some way. So finding truly qualified, trusted advice comes down to personal networking and personal relationships. You're not going to get it out of somebody who doesn't have some vested interest in who you are and what happens to you. And I think that you've touched on one of the, it's one of the reasons I feel like it's really hard to be an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur right now, because it feels like until you get burned, it's easy to be naive and you know, you come across someone who says, oh, this is just what you need. This is just what you need to do. You just need to do like, for, here's a great example. Uh, someone was really struggling in their business. And I saw someone was, was selling to this person and said, hey, you just need to run ads. You just need to run ads every day. And this was someone who wasn't even making any sales. And so all I could see was just like the bank account just draining as they were. And the person was like commenting, yeah, you know, set a budget to like $500 a day. And I'm like, this is, an, this is a solo entrepreneur without any really cust any customer customers to their name, that's going to kill their cash flow. And so it's tough today, I think, to find that, that trusted feedback and which, you know, I guess for us as business owners, all the more reason to do video so that people can meet us, see that we're genuine, see that we know our stuff and hopefully eventually buy from us as well. Yeah. Couldn't say it better. Like, I mean, really you just sums it up right there. It's getting yourself out there and video is the highest leverage way to get you out there. I love it. Well, Kristen, we have unfortunately run out of time. We've got a couple of minutes left of this interview. I want to give you an opportunity real quick for my, for my listeners who they want to know more about video. They want to get involved in video. And more importantly, they just want to connect with you and follow you. What does it look like for people to one, work with value video marketing uh, and two, to connect with you? So to work with value video marketing, you know, if you want content creation done for you, if you don't want to master video yourself, if you'd love for a fantastic matched spokesperson to be speaking for you, we can absolutely do that. Everything's always going to be on brand and tailored to your SEO keyword research. Or I also work with people to train them how to do video from home simply using inexpensive, easy to use gear. So to connect with me, the best place to find me is either to go to my website, valuevideo.marketing. That is a whole URL. <laughs> or go to my LinkedIn, just type in my name, actually copy my name from the show notes because I'm not going to spell it for you here. Copy Kristen Jekalek into uh, LinkedIn and you'll find me there. Kristen, it's been so great talking to you. You gave us so much good advice today. Thanks for joining the show today. Thanks so much, Blake. This is a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. It's great to meet you. Hey, for our listeners, what the heck are you waiting on? If you enjoyed this episode, click that subscribe button so you keep getting good advice wherever you are. And absolutely follow Kristen on LinkedIn. Go to valuevideo.marketing. 
And also I will put Kristen's LinkedIn profile down in the episode description below. Uh, hey, if you've been thinking about video, stop thinking and jump on it. It's probably one of the areas that I am most passionate about telling people to just go do it. Uh, so this is a great person for you to connect with to help you figure out how to do that really well. Hey, don't forget, if you have been enjoying the podcast, be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really helps us with our visibility. And also don't forget, if you want to support the podcast or you even want your business talked about on the podcast, make sure you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash good advice, where you can either buy me a cup of coffee, buy one of our guests a cup of coffee, uh, or like I said, you can get your business promoted on the podcast. Again, that's patreon.com slash good advice. Hey, that's our good advice today. We appreciate you for listening. See ya.